We've been conditioned to internalize our beliefs as our identity. I am guilty. We're all guilty, but we've been fooled. The ego is the root of our confusion. The ego is the root of our failed expectations. The ego is the root of our fear. And fear is a great motivator, but an awful decision maker. When faced with someone whom you disagree, when faced with difficult choices, when faced with the seeds of your trauma, resist judgment, resist succumbing to triggers, resist your internal stories laced with bias. Find peace inside first. Take time to listen. Seek to understand. Because there is only one choice. React with love. React with compassion. React with empathy. You might discover we're not so different after all. This is your host, Jordan Carroll, and welcome to the Sunday Ain't Scary Podcast, the show dedicated to those addicted to living outside of their comfort zone, obsessed with designing a life of freedom, and for those who choose to make every day count because they know Sunday Ain't Scary. My friends, at what lengths must we search just to find that we're all imperfect, Welcome to another episode of the Sunday Ain't Scary Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me in your brain, in your ears on this fine, fine day. What I read in today's intro was a poem that I wrote. If you liked it, please do share this podcast with someone who you think might also enjoy it. I've always been fascinated with poetry. I've been fascinated with how words come together in writing and then how they're presented because all those things make a big difference with how you get to experience them. It's why I do what I do with this podcast, and it's why I write. I write two to three hours a day at the current moment. Big reason of that is because I'm writing my book, which I've talked about on this podcast before, but I also write a lot of different social media posts, blogs. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy writing, and it's a skill that I've been cultivating for decades, and it's one of those things that, for me personally, I just get lost in the creation process, in the process of editing, in the process of thinking also how people might react to writing that I put out there. It's just that fun thing for me, which I'm sure you out there listening have something like that for you in your life. It's awesome when you can find those activities that take you to that flow state or take you to that place where nothing else seems to matter. When I was in middle school, I distinctly remember writing slam poetry. I wrote blogs on my MySpace account and I wrote pretty shitty raps. And then in high school, I even recorded some of the rap songs with friends. We would use GarageBand, which is actually still an app on Macs. But surprisingly, they're not as actually terrible as you might think. I even remember one time I did an open mic at an art show in Oakland. It was at a person's house and it was like a a day party and then it turned into like a night party. And I remember during the day, I took a bunch of mushrooms and I pretty much spent the whole time from that point until the the night party writing this poem about corporate greed and some other shit that I don't even remember. And I ended up performing it that night while tripping on mushrooms. Super fun and uh, interesting night. And it's very interesting to look also back and reflect upon what we did when we were young, especially as kids, and then see how it's impacting who we are today. And I'm not just referring to the mushrooms, although those probably impacted me. I mean with creative stuff, because I think back to kind of my, even my earlier years in that, in elementary school and in middle school, I would make 
videos. My dad had a high camcorder with the cassette tapes, for those of you who are old enough to remember that. And I would make jackass-style videos with my friends, and we would make like weird commercials that would never air, obviously. And I find that in my current professional life, I gravitate towards modes of creativity where I, I am using those skills. I'm creating videos, or I am writing not shitty raps, but I'm writing my book, or I'm writing this poem that I had at the beginning of this. It's fascinating. And I wrote the poem that I wrote for the beginning of this episode because I've been feeling like there's this shift in our society. Let me know if you feel the same. Feel free to always send me a message whenever you feel like something resonates with you in this podcast. Best way is probably through Instagram. But there's this shift within the human race in which we seem to be forgetting something very important. And what we're forgetting is that we all live in the same glass house. What do I mean by that? Well, we're all connected, but it seems like we're forgetting that we're all connected. We all live in the same world where we interact with each other, we impact each other in different ways, but we do seem to find these silos of division that we choose. And in these silos, we create judgment and our identity becomes our belief system. So whatever it is that you believe, that's your identity and that becomes your politics, that becomes your perspective on which you look out into the world, that becomes the reason that you, the, the way in which you judge other people. And I think that's what's making way for this era of, of cancel culture that's running rampant. And more and more, we're trending towards a society where no one is allowed to make a mistake. You know, apologies are not acceptable. If you apologize, all of a sudden you are the worst person in the world and everything that you've ever done is under a microscope and it's all always to someone else's version of morals and values that you will never live up to. And I think a large portion of where we're at right now is because of social media. I think it impacts the way that we think, especially as groups. So groupthink becomes really easy when you have these online communities that tell you what to think, right? And make other people the other. I'm really scared for kids who are growing up now. I grew up without social media until I was in early high school, I think was the first time that I had social media. But kids now, I mean, they're on social media from day one of their lives without their consent. Their baby pictures are out there. I can't imagine going through puberty and having my parents post pictures of me at age 12 or 13 or whatever. I mean, that would just, that would be so awful for me <laughs> during those really awkward years, especially. But, you know, everything ends up being tracked and recorded. And eventually what's going to happen is no one's going to be able to escape anything that they ever do in their life. And that's a no-win situation because one, as soon as you make a mistake, people inherently have this feeling to rush to throw a stone at you. Or if you are seen as the other side of perspective and you don't believe in the same way as someone else, the stones start coming. And it's just a, it's a very dangerous way to live. The pandemic didn't help either. I think it made people even more siloed and we see the effects of politics and money and medicine and science, everything getting intertwined with media to the point where there's just this this divide that makes it really hard to see outside of anything. And it makes it hard to understand what's real. I don't need to mention anything more specific than that. You could probably think of 10 or 20 different issues that people disagree on these days. But the reason I use the glass house analogy is because when you throw stones in a glass house and you all live in the same glass house, then you're just breaking your own collective home. We have these perceived differences. And I say perceived differences because deep down, all humans pretty much have the same psychological and hierarchical needs. We want to feel loved. We want to feel connected. We want to have food and shelter. We're pretty simple beings 
from early times that have gotten really far away from being simple because of technology and because of noise and because of all these things that we've created. But we're so much more similar than we are different. But it's those perceived differences that seem to outweigh everything else. And we're just not listening to each other. We're talking with the intention of talking and making other people convinced at what our opinions are. And I, I say, when I say we, I mean, I'm just generalizing of what I'm seeing, but it seems like as a human species, we're also very immediate to rush with this judgment, to be hypercritical, to see what someone else has done and say, hey, that person is bad because of this incident. But no one is mistake-free, no one is sin-free, and the truth is that nobody is the sum of one incident. Nobody is the sum of any one moment that has occurred in their life. Nobody is the sum of any mistake they've ever made, and neither are you. Think about it like this. If there was a light, and that light was, was shown on your background, your past experiences, everything that you've ever done, every little action, what would people find out about you? Would there be things that you are ashamed of? Would there be things that you're not proud that you did? Every single person in this world would say that there are things that fit into those categories. But it's gotten into such a point where it's so bad that we have this blind spot to ourselves. We can tell people how we feel about certain situations, why someone else is wrong and why they're doing it a certain way that is bad and, and you can more easily justify your stance and, and turn people to your side by saying those things, but it doesn't, it doesn't help. And everything I'm saying, I've done. And that's why I'm saying it, because I can know from experience. If I were to be judged by what I said or I did, especially when I was 18 or 19, holy shit. I mean, dude, I've been to jail three times. I've stolen thousands of dollars of product from stores before. I've gotten blackout drunk and fought people, even some of my closest friends, for no reasons. One time, I was going to take this girl to a formal event in college. I was in a fraternity, and we had these formal events that we go to, I think, what was it, twice a year or something like that. And she bought this nice dress, and I had asked her a few months in advance. And then the, literally the day of, I canceled on her and took someone else. I called her right before I was supposed to be on my way to pick her up and took a different girl instead. I look back at some of these things now, and I just cringe so hard. And trust me, like I got my karmic debt served back to me. And that's why I think it's important that we reserve that judgment because ultimately karma is going to come back to you. The energy that you put out into the world is going to come back to you. The way that I view it, I'm lucky. I'm lucky to be alive with some of the shit that I did in my past. Every day I have gratitude for what I've learned from those dark sides. And if someone were to shine a light on a lot of those things, I would be so embarrassed, I'd be so ashamed of myself, but I would also understand that I'm a human. I've made a lot of mistakes. Who I am today is not the same reflection of who I was back when I made those mistakes, and those don't create my entire identity. That's not how I'm defined as a person. I've grown, I've come very far, and I've had those learning opportunities that I can say, if I look back, those were the wrong things to do. Those are not aligned with the values that I hold. Also, over a decade later, I actually apologized to that girl that I was talking about. And she was so gracious to forgive me. But I want you to think about that. I want you to think about if that light came to your background. And I want you to think of those moments when you maybe judge people, whether you see something from them online or you judge them in person, you rush to make assumptions. And let's ask ourselves some questions. When as a society can we be human as individuals? Like, when can we accept that other people and ourselves have flaws? It seems like it's so easy to overlook the things that we fuck up on 
the things that we do wrong, but just as easy, we see those things in other people and get angry at them, or we get annoyed at them, or we judge them. It's all a projection. It's all a projection. Something that you don't like in someone else, you're projecting onto them what you don't like of yourself. And that's what I mean, again, that we're all in the same glass house because it would be great if we could just understand that everybody's learning as part of their own journey. And yeah, some people learn at different paces than others. Some people want to learn more than others. Some people are much more closed-minded than others. Some people are much more ignorant and choose to stay ignorant. But a lot of that stuff, it's just from traumatic experiences that a person has had in their life that they didn't even have control over in many different circumstances, usually as a very young child. It doesn't absolve their responsibility of getting better. It doesn't absolve them from doing wrong things. But what if you were dealt similar or the same circumstances? Is it so hard to believe that you could turn out the same way? It's probably scary to realize that. It's probably scary for some people to realize that they could hold the same evil as some other people could if you were in their situation. People who were abused, abuse others. A lot of times they're doing the best that they can to just even stay alive. So I wanna bring that back. I want to bring empathy back into day-to-day life. It's a good reminder for myself. It's a good reminder for all of us. Why don't we try to come to an understanding? The more that you can do that as an individual, the more you can impact the people around you by leading, lead by example, right? We can all individually make small changes that make a ripple on everything else. True personal growth is acceptance and compassion for others in the way that you would like to be forgiven for your own mistakes. Think of the worst things that you've ever done. Now imagine that everyone knew and that was their only frame of reference of knowing you was those things. If I leave you with anything today, reflect and use those things that you're most ashamed of in your life as a path to empathy for others. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunday Ain't Scary podcast. If you found value from this show, please consider three free ways that you can support, all of which will be linked in the show notes. Number one is leave a review. Reviews are the lifeblood of any podcast and help others to find me. Number two, subscribe or follow wherever it is that you're listening to this right now. Number three, share with one friend who needs to hear the message from today. If you're interested in the video version of this podcast, you can go to my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Jordan Carroll, or check out the show notes, which will have links to all my social platforms, websites, and anything mentioned in the show. Thank you. And until next time, keep wandering.